What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. My name is Grayson Maxwell. And it's me, Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. This is episode 200, and we're very happy to be here with you today. We do not have the glitz and the glam planned for today, but we do have that plan when I'm back in the studio in a few weeks. So save your excitement, if you will. It's a very exciting time. And uh, Chris and Roger, what's going on, man? How are you guys this week? I mean, it's fine. This is the eighth time we've tried to start this video or so show. So. <laughs> Go ahead and break the fourth wall. My That's goodness, right. man. That's right. Everything's uh, great, though. Everything's great. Everything is fantastic. Episode uh, 200 vibes are strong, right? Strong. Now. Super strong. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's what uh, Matt McConaughey says. All right, all right, all right. All right, guys, what's going on? You guys had to have something eventful happen this week. Roger, tell me something, buddy. Uh, I just want to say he's absolutely desperate. He's brought up the Matthew McConaughey jokes, right? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, it's rough. It's tight. I watched some Matthew McConaughey movies this week. I'm, I'm in the Matthew McConaughey zone. You know, what I, you, know what, you know what I did watch this week is Magic Mike. What? Magic I Mike's a decent movie. Wow, yeah. You ever seen Magic Mike? <laughs> seen it. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's Steven Soderbergh, man. He's pretty decent. He good. Yeah, he's very good. He's very, very good. Uh, what else, guys? And what, how about Chris? What have, what have you been up to, man? Oh, your your hand's going to be fixed soon. I mean, technically it's being fixed currently, but um, yeah, I get the pins out on Friday. I'm excited to have semi-normal functionality in my hand again. Maybe I can get back to work and, you know, feel more like an adult human instead of a mildly adolescent human. Tiny baby human? Yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what was that movie with the uh, – what, what scary movie was that when he had his tiny hand? Scary movie too, because yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong hand. Take my strong hand. <laughs> where, he, where he used it to like stir mashed potatoes and stuff. Slap his hand into it. Just. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't heard any any strong hand jokes at all. Last you know oh, two months. It's fine. I bet not. All right, guys, we got some stuff to talk about. This is episode two hundred of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday. At 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then get into the movies of the week. Let's look at the box office. I don't think there's any surprises here. As we all knew, Freaky would do very well. 3.6 million, number one taker. Number two is Let Him Go, 1.7. The War with Grandpa, 1.3. And Come Play, 1.1. Roger, we're doing okay because the top four are all above the million-dollar mark. I mean, that's a good start. We'll see how long we get to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. And then Honest Thief rounding out number five at 780K. Uh, honest to God, not that's probably the best showing in a long time because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'm very not, happy. Not bad. The irony there is <laughs> sweet. Well, I mean, that's going to send us back into, of course, quarantine. So. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> You know, there's there's that. So, oh, so so last week I told you guys when I went to see the movie at the theater, there were three cars on a Saturday night in the AMC parking lot. Now, keep in mind this parking lot; it looks like you can have a couple hundred cars. You know, it's a pretty big lot. So this week it was damn near full. They weren't in Let Him Go. I'm assuming they were all in two or three uh, different prints of Freaky, but there were tons of people there. And then there's no way with as many cars in the parking lot if they were all in one movie that they were being COVID safe. Not one way. No, no chance. I don't think so. I'm given how small those auditoriums are and how many cars in the parking lot. I don't think there's any way. Now, and let him go. There are probably about thirty people and let him go, but we were all wow. very, we were all very evenly spaced. No one within six, seven, maybe even eight or ten feet of each other. It was all, it was good. How even many people, people were your in showing of let it go, let him go, Chris? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I get second place then with six. I was, so. I was. One of two. One of two? <laughs> Man. Yikes. Wait, you go by yourself to see this movie? Two solo showings. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Man. Wow. Not great. All right, all right. Well, I mean, that's. I was excited to see people actually okay. do things again. So it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. We're headed. I mean, I don't. Never mind. I, I want to talk about that when I get into the expanded discussion of, of what the heck's going on in the world. But. For right now, let's get into we did the let's get into some stuff coming out. So, um, some new releases. Now, do you th- now do you guys think if a couple of weeks stuff is strong, do you think it's going to bring anything back to the no. theater? No, I think if it's moved out already, it wouldn't come back. 
You don't think? Because, well, because it changes the entire advertising. Yeah, and these companies. So these companies are have already assessed the risk, ran the numbers, and made these decisions. They're not going to pull them back unless unless Corona is wiped out tomorrow. And it's showing there's no threat, no nothing. They've already made the decision on this. They've already ran the financials. They're they're done with it at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I mean, there's. A, I mean, I thought there might have been a tiny chance, but as of as far as, I just don't think it's going to happen. I can't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. I just, as much as this is killing me, and it is, I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, no, no way. Like we're we it is what it is for a while. Uh, however, I did see a big push about Wonder Woman. They're trying to. There was there's some talk. They're trying to push it straight to HBO Max. So. I did. I did hear that. And there's a guy in my show who I was talking to outside while we were getting COVID tested about his experience on Wonder Woman. He said the cast and crew, even though you're going to hear stories of they don't, they had a bad time. That was a really fun movie to work on. Oh yeah, I hear Patty Jenkins runs a pretty tight ship. So. Yeah, um, he he was he was working on the set and he was telling me some stories. I'm gonna try to get him him on the show. He's pretty shy, but I'm gonna, I didn't want to say his name, but he said he's he might come on the show and talk about working on Wonder Woman. So that's always a cool thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Never hurts. Never hurts indeed. Um, I don't think he's gonna pull anything back in, but I mean, as far as things moving around, Chris, you're gonna be excited because the only thing coming up recent or coming up in the near future is the crudes, a new age, which I know you're, you and your kids are excited about. I just want to see it in theaters with, with my daughter. That's all I'm asking for. If I get one thing this year, one thing to go right is to see the crudes in theaters with my daughter. That's all. She That's hasn't fair. stopped talking about it for weeks now. She wants to see and it. Vanguard comes out this Friday, a Jackie Chan movie. And I know you guys don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I've seen the trailer once. That's I think good. It's- oh. That's good. I have a movie <laughs> podcast. Don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> in December fourth, we have All My Life, which I am so excited for. Which I, th- I think that got pushed up a little bit. What is that? I don't know what that is either. All I'm My Life. Sure that is. We yeah, watched that we watched, last week. It's the one where the the, the Asian dude's gonna die. Oh, yeah, that movie. That one. Oh no, I don't care about that either. <laughs> you're killing me, guys. You're killing me. And, and Half Brothers, the movie about the two brothers that take a road trip when their father is dying. And nope. Free Guy has been taken off the slate. Wait, what? Uh, what's been taken off the slate? Free Guy. Free Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked that. about that before. Coming to America will be on Amazon December 18th. Death on the Nile is gone. However, Greenland is December 18th. And I know, Roger, you're excited for Greenland. I, 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 I thought Green was, Greenland was November 16th. Yeah, it says, it's, I mean, it's on first showing, it says December 18th. It could oh. have moved. I thought for sure it was November 16th. That's, that's okay. Weird. Wow. Cheeky little joke there, guys. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> and he gets it. Scene. <laughs> wow. We do not condone that on this show, but, you know, if you happen to have it, whatever. Somebody may have already have Greenland and can watch it anytime and taunts his co-host. <laughs> he cannot do this. <laughs> All right. News of the world. Pixar show Friday – or sorry – December 25th, which is Friday, Christmas Day, Wonder Woman has been taken off. And as always, a very weird release, Monster Hunter, December 30th, is still uh, in the market. They're going to put that out. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> it's just a disaster. Just like, yeah, I'm you pretty know what's sure funny? Is I actually dread watching that movie because I'm going to be like, this is so bad. Yep. Right, let's talk about some trailers real quick. Let's talk about Super Intelligence. Is anyone excited for this movie? No. Good answer. Now let's talk about Wild Pet Mountain Time. <laughs> I thought it was Thymy. Shut up. It's... Thymy? Now, Wild Mountain, Time, Wild Mountain Time actually intrigues me a little because of the cast. Emily Blunt is one of the best. Well, it does Blunt have a good cast. So Yeah. Emily Blunt, John Hamm, uh, Christopher Walken, um, and who's the hashtag not my Christian? Jamie Dornan, yeah, yeah. And I, I just watched The Siege of Jadaville on Netflix again this week. And I, I really think he's pretty decent as, as an actor. The Siege of Jadaville? Yeah, it's on Netflix. The Siege of Jadaville. You said I watched it again? I've watched it several times. I, 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 I like that movie. I've never heard of this, and I've never seen it before at all. And you've seen it more than once. It's a Netflix original um, when in 1962, the uh, a contingent of Irish troops prevent World War III. In, oh, yeah, uh, I've actually heard about that. It's actually yeah. The movie, yeah, all right. it's actually pretty, actually pretty decent. It's got a good cast. Uh, Jamie Dornan really kills it. It's a, I really enjoy that movie, hmm. yep. But, um, 
All right. Okay. So no one's really expecting anything from super intelligence. I, I don't think anyone really is going to, I mean, even if it would have been theatrical, I think it would have came out. Yeah, it's, a, it's a straight HBO max really. So I think we're going to get more of movies like that. The Warner brothers stuff that they don't, they can't slate. They're just like, just put it on max. It's fine. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they have a deal in place. That makes well, sense. I mean, it's, they own yeah, yeah. HBO so they can do that. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, but movies that like, for instance, the, the pickle movie that I worked on in Pittsburgh last year that went to HBO Max, I don't think it did any. I mean, it came and went. No one cared. That was it. We barely cared. That's the thing is, like, even though it was Seth Rogen movie, there was some pretty decent money behind it. I, I, that's not enough these days. I just don't think people care anymore. I don't. No, it's not that it was an overly a bad movie. It just there was nothing to make you be like, "Hey, this is a great movie. Everybody go watch it." Well, so like, okay, let's talk a second about these streaming services for just a minute. Unless there's some serious deals struck, and every single studio finds a streaming service to like swear their like pay their will get paid allegiance to. I don't think movies are gonna bring people to a streaming network like solely. That's not it's. It's too short of an invest. It's like you're only going to get one month out of that. There's no reason to like put your money into this thing and stay there because of like a movie release. It's going to have to be like big studio deals, I think. You think so? Well, yeah. I think you might get more of that stuff in the long term, but any short term scrambling deal is never going to be a good deal for either party. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, like, like one's just trying to cut losses and one's trying to make their thing their thing more appealing to you know x amount of people that are going to subscribe for one month free and hopefully they don't remember they don't remember to turn off their subscription well that's the thing there's enough people that do things like that anyway i know i know i mean that's a legitimate marketing tactic but i mean that was i'm assuming that's how quibi founded their entire their entire (laughs) idea because maybe they won't turn it off yeah or they'll just never turn it on so i just don't think people care about that's the that's the problem is i just don't think if you're your average person, I don't think once they get into the rigmarole of, uh, you know, have being busy kids, you know, school work, I don't think they remember. Oh, that movie came out this Friday on HBO Max. I wanted to watch it. You know, I just don't. Yeah. No, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. But if you do get a reminder, be like, hey, this movie did come out on HBO. I might be more likely to put that on during the midweek instead of during a you know, like a Friday or Saturday night option though. Yeah. I mean, that's just me browsing TV though. So I don't. Yeah, I guess. And, and I guess one good thing about the trailer for mountain, um, wild mountain time is, you know, it gives me like, yes, thank you, Chris. It gives me vibes of, you remember that you probably don't. And I'm probably the only one that's anyone listening that remembers this movie, but leap year with a Matthew good and uh, Amy Adams, where she chased her fiance to Ireland to propose to him on leap year. And then ends up falling in love with her, her, her guide. Wow, I've seen, that, I've seen that movie that a number of times, and it's just, that one's actually pretty decent. I think this one's kind of got those vibes. So at least I'm hoping, anyway. I, you know, I mean, I you love, love romantic comedies. I am a sucker for romantic comedies. That much I think people know about me. So, but not just romantic comedies, like romantic movies in general. I'm a sucker for. I'm I'm so excited for all my life. I, it's, you know, art is a reflection of the human existence, and it's just that's why I'm excited. You know, I. One of these days, I want to take a deep dive into why I'm so excited about movies like All My Life. And I, I, I think it's worth examining, it, Chris, maybe and Roger, even from your points of view of why I like them so much. But maybe that, that's fresh for another episode. But I, I do get excited about these kind of movies because I know how it's going to play. I know what the end result is going to be. I just want to see how it gets there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I get you. Okay. Whatever, whatever you like, man. I mean, we know what you like at this point, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. World events. Theaters open again. COVID. Theaters closing again. Done. Fair. <laughs> Fair. All right. Let's talk about movies. What do you guys want to talk about? First, we have, we have some movies to talk about. Let them go and the lie. Well, I mean, we could talk about the movie I considered okay and then the movie that I considered not good at all. Yeah, let's do it that way. Let's do it that way. Yeah, I like You that. want to talk about let him go first? No. What the heck? Or Wait. <laughs> You thought the lie was better than let him go? No, no. The way the way you said, I thought you just said we could talk about the movie you didn't. No, hate. let's talk about the bad movie first. Let's talk about oh, the yeah, lie. Yeah, the the lie. Just... Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. The lie was the worst of the two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and, and like by a factor of ten, the lie was the worst of the two. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not even close. Yeah, I mean you compare these two movies and Kevin Costner. I mean, listen, it is unfair comparison. To I was gonna say. Like, 
Well, I mean, okay. Well, it is a fair comparison, but both movies. Now, this is this, the the lie for the lie is came out and the lie was has a 2018 release date, but it does not have a box office, and I don't think it actually came out in 2018. I think it was released on like the festival circuit just to say it came out, but I think this is the first time it's being wide released on a, on on the service, right? Yeah, all the all the other chatter of it was was basically from uh, from about a month ago, and this is actually a like this is one of five movies by Blumhouse released on Amazon uh, Video, so that's why. Here, but they're both very slow, very deliberately slow builds. That's what I thought was interesting is let him go in the lies. They're both, you know, you know, painstakingly slow at times and for very good reason. It, you know, it helps. Us, well, us one, one is for a good reason. The other one is the lie. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the lie. Who wants to talk about the lie first? Um, let's get it going. All right. This well, is lacking well, 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 the particulars here. All right, October 6, 2020, uh, directed by Vina Sood, and it actually has a pretty decent cast, Peter Skarsgård, Joey King, and the mother. Who's the mother? Oh, uh, Marielle Eno. She's actually really good. She's very good. Um, actually, I thought all three of them were pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think acting-wise, I think they did a fine job with what they were given. Yeah, I don't think that was their problem. I don't think that was the problem was the – was the performance. I think just the movie, how the movie was, you know, how the movie was crafted, I thought was a problem. The talent wasn't the problem. No, this movie <laughs> is, I mean, let's get to the point of what's the problem with this movie. Well, here, let me get, um, let me get the particulars out of the way. So obviously you did the director and everything. Well, the real short version of this movie is about a big lie that becomes a snowballed lie that makes things worse and worse and worse. So, um, I don't know how much you want to talk about the actual spoilery side of it. So this movie has some pretty big spoilers in it, yeah. to be honest. But if you're here listening to this, it's been a month and a half. I don't know how important that is. Yeah. I know. So you're called Grace, and how spoilery do you want to get on this? We can give a nice spoiler warning right now if that's the case. But I don't think. Well, to... I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to spoil. Like, I don't want to like spoil the, the the one thing that's going to spoil the entire movie. But... So we, okay. we won't give away the ending. But that's fine. So the um, dad and uh, daughter are on their way up to a, what, a ballet competition? A ballet camp. Uh, ballet camp. Sorry, I didn't know that was a thing until this movie. Like, you know, <laughs> went away to football camp for a weekend. I know it was a ballet version yeah. of that. Um, and they pick up uh, one of her good friends on the side of the road yep. in the middle of... Uh, at a bus stop. At a bus stop. Which is in the middle of nowhere. 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 And um, they stop at a bridge. They're having a chit chat, you know, on the drive. She had to pee, and somebody gets pushed into the river. Ah! So the parents take it upon themselves to basically cover up a murder, and that's the real short synopsis of the lie. Yep. Right. Anybody anything else to add? Did I miss any key points? No, no. not at all. I mean, it's that that is in the movie. See. I figured that pretty early, and I'm not going to give it away. But there was a certain, there's a couple of things that really gave it, that really give this movie away pretty early. And at that point, I wasn't surprised by anything because I saw every plot point coming about 20 minutes before it actually came. Well, I mean, the one thing this movie has as a problem is one, it's paced really poorly, yep. really, really poorly. And because of the pacing, if there was supposed to be some sort of surprise, you figured it out 15 minutes ago. So there is no surprise left to be had by the end of that, right? The pacing. You know, it's also, I think that a, a lot of the characters just make awful choices, too. Well, well yes. This, this entire movie is about dumbass decisions. This whole right? movie is a poor choice. So, ah. like, <laughs> so the pacing of this movie becomes blatantly obvious the longer that you watch it why why the movie's paced the way it is this movie has a target it has a bullseye on the on the end game and it doesn't give a shit how it gets there it just wants to get there and it doesn't earn at all what it tries to do to you and no, it's just pain it, because it doesn't okay so you know what one of the things i don't like in films is like or at least it becomes movie logic is a lot of movies can just be undone by one line of dialogue or by one by one character saying one thing to somebody else. It, it, it unravels the whole movie. This movie is kind of like that in a way that – now, Roger, let me ask you and Chris. You guys are parents. Yes. Imagine yourself in a situation. 
Your daughter's on the bridge. You run to her. You think her friend has fallen in, been pushed, whatever the case may be. She's in the river. You can't find her. Do you try to cover it up or do you call the cops? I'm neutral evil, so I'm absolutely trying to save my kid for as long as I can. Really? I don't know if I don't, I can't, I'm not a father, so my decision I think is a little, you know, I think a bias. But Roger, what would you have done? You think that's a neutral evil? Way? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it, it's indifferent. Chaotic evil would be, you know, you try to cause more chaos within that sphere, and then lawful evil is you did it yourself anyway, mm-hmm. or you're okay with it completely. So yeah, neutral evil is pretty good. Well, what would you have done, Roger? I'm, I'm, well, I'm see, I, I don't know, but I can tell you what I wouldn't have done. Most of this movie is not how I would have unrolled. Yeah, there's there's oh, just okay. so many poor choices that that and if this was if you take your movie logic out of this, there are things that that characters would never do, or and things that would never be said, actions that would never be taken, risks that would never happen. But that's my point, though, which is the same, which is a lot of like horror movie logic is is. Characters in horror movies get killed because they make the stupidest freaking decisions possible in that sure. situation. I mean, and that's part of why – that's what kind of allows this script, I think, to to move along the way that it does is because it's almost like the characters aren't taking you on a journey. The script is taking – the characters are taking the script on a journey. You know, I, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, right? It's, it's the not the, – it's the worst way of what it should be. Yeah, no, like so. If we if we weren't worried about spoiling this, I could bash this thing so much harder than than what I'm able to. Maybe maybe it's lucky that I can't. But there's just a lot of things that happen here that just don't make any sense. Even like even from the daughter's perspective, quote unquote. Like there's just so much here that if the just done differently, she's fine. The whole thing happens the way that she wants it to. Any, it's just it's a mess, and it's. It's painful because you see the mess the whole way and you're thinking, well, that's stupid. Well, that was dumb. Well, that was stupid. And it just kind of sucks the whole time you're watching it. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird how most of this shakes out, but none of it's surprising, right? Like once you see how one decision is made, yeah. then you basically know how the rest of the decisions are going to get made. This woman's is- supposed to be a powerful lawyer <laughs> that like knows her shit. Right. You think she wouldn't go through like this checklist of questions like, you know, did you check for this? What about this? She it's 2020. Does she have a cell phone? Where's that? At? Like there's so many things. No, that you're, been you're, you're right. That. And you're exactly right. And the fact that she was now I'm not trying to I'm not trying to speak negatively about detectives, but as smart as a lawyer as the movie tried to paint her as she would not have been outwitted by a detective. I don't care what universe you're in. That never would have happened. Well, here's the thing. The detectives are the only two characters that I don't have a problem with in this movie. Yeah, because they actually mostly do their job. Yeah, and right. they act like the actual people that I feel like that they would be. You know, the yeah. one partner that doesn't really give a shit either way and is just an asshole to get the information he wants. Cool. The the one that's more seasoned and knows her shit and figures things out. Yeah, it's all believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Equally suspicious of all things once some stuff starts unraveling. Like, it, like they're the only characters that make sense. And they're in the movie for maybe 15 minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, but their, their, their impact cannot be overstated either, though. Like, no. they do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I mean, that's – I kind of like the bullish one. Not the not Kenji, but her, her, uh, her partner. Yeah. Kind of really enjoyed because I – as for, for – as, as bad I think – as this movie is paced, I don't think it's poorly written. If that makes sense, I think it's mm. it's paced horribly, which makes our characters make bad decisions. But I liked him as a character because he kind of forced an end to the movie because you know, like it it brought an end quicker to the movie than if he wasn't there. You know, does that make sense? Because when he stepped in, like something was going to be something was going to happen in the next. You know, he made it happen, and I kind of enjoyed that as his character because he was just, I think, there to like. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He was there to... He almost pushed it along. I, I, I think so. I think maybe the writers... He was that, the one... I don't know. May, maybe in a movie full of plot drivers that are just terribly, he was terribly done. Driver. He was the one He was the one plot driver that made sense. So it made it made, it, it made him seem you know as good as he was. You know? Well, I, I think that's probably accurate. Um, that's probably as accurate a statement as any uh, during during this movie. Um, let's talk... Let's, let's talk about the daughter... Okay, yeah. How terrible is that daughter? <laughs> I mean, Listen, how terrible is her? And we just, you know, we just came off not too long ago watching, Roger, what was that um, Apple TV show Defending Jacob? Yeah. Yes. 
when, when you never really knew for sure if he did it or not. And I kind of like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know if they're the same thing. In the I lose you guys again. Keep going. Maybe we lost him. He's gone. He's straight out. Yeah, no. You guys there? Oh, there yes. he is. Okay, we thought you lost you for a second, buddy. Yeah, we, we, we did, but let, let's just we, – we, we'll, we'll just, you know – Power through. We'll just per- persevere yeah. when, that, when that happens. But yeah, so I mean, we come off watching Defending Jacob, where you see a lot of dumbass decisions made in that movie or that TV show as well. Um, but I think the funniest part is, is this movie or this movie is so much, so less well made. Is that weird? No, no you understand just, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, that Defending Jacob can pull off them explaining dumb decisions better, or this movie you just kind of have to accept them. No, so Defending Jacob vibes definitely I had from this from this onset of this movie. But here's the thing: Defending Jacob had the advantage of what six episodes to figure all that out. Not more than that, actually, did, did, a few did, more. I think it was eight. Okay, right? well, still, I mean, it had eight episodes to to take the routes that it wanted to. Okay, this one had to get to beats and make things happen and make you think certain things. Within a within a very tight you know ninety minute window, and I think that's where a lot of its pain points come from because it's just trying. Once again, it's got a, it's got a target out there, and it's just trying to hit that bullseye. Well, I, I don't see as I I think that the daughter is kind of unreal, and I think that her parents are unreal. When when they start dealing with their daughter the way that they do, of I just I I can't see real parents making those decisions, and I can't see the girl who's in the river her, his her father making the decisions that he makes either. I just can't. So this whole thing takes us takes place in a span of what three days? Uh, like a long weekend, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because because her boyfriend, her fiance, is gone for a weekend with the boys. Yep, he gets on a flight, and they say, "See you Monday." Out with the boys. Yeah, and so like this is all this all happens very quickly, actually. Yeah, you know, so it's like you know we see a lot of dynamics change in their lives over the course of a couple of days, and this whole thing figured out within that time too, <laughs> and it's just. I don't know. You know, a lot happens in these three days where, like, people make some really bad decisions. Sure. You know, everyone involved. Besides, you know, the detectives. Like I mean, said. I do respect the hustle of some people in this movie, though. I mean. <laughs> if you're going to go down the wrong path, you go all the way down that I path. Mean, if you're going to commit, just commit. All in or all out, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's – I don't think – I mean – Here's the thing. I don't want to spoil this movie, so talking about it much more would just spoil it. I think. Yeah. But- well, okay, let's talk about let's talk about the things that were good about this movie. I have a couple things that I liked. So I do like that this movie took no time getting into it. It jumps right the hell in. It could have been a. This movie could have been a hundred. It could have been hundred and ten minutes. Instead, it was a tight 90, 95 or something. So I really did appreciate the fact that it, it does get started right away. Doesn't get it, it doesn't doesn't go well, but it gets started really quickly. So at least I wasn't bored for thirty minutes of setup, and then disappointed with fifteen minutes of slow ending. It was it just it goes and it doesn't stop at least. Sure, so that it, is good. I agree. I, th- I think it builds suspense at a. I, I think it does a decent job of building suspense sometimes. And I will say well, sometimes is fair. Yeah. Yes. I will what, say, I, what, I, what I think shatters that. Hold on, Chris. Let me say this. What, yeah. I, what, I, what I think shatters that is the fact that you never are guessing where it's going. You know, one hundred percent. Well, yeah, they don't. They don't hide anything. No. No, that's I, that. I think is a huge problem because it takes away any suspense in the end of when when the ending is revealed. Then it's just like I knew that that was well, all okay. coming. In all fairness, I've talked a big game on this. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. I didn't. Well, I think there's a reason you didn't because they push it so far to think that yeah. it's that you're. They definitely push it one way to swing at the other. Is, they, that, they, that's how I'll leave they it. They do, so. and, and, I, and I didn't see, and I didn't see something coming. And I, and as as hard as I was trying to give an intelligent viewing, I got a little sidetracked at times. But like when when they do get to where they're going, I definitely gave the the loud huh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and it, it it did it does bring some things full circle all of a sudden, and then you do get everything, but it's not it doesn't feel good. It's not earned. It's just it just happens, and it well, I, it almost I makes me feel like a waste of time. I was trying to say good things about this movie, damn it. But the you don't have to because there's not many to say. I think Joey King is that's her name, right? Yeah, the yeah. Girl. I, think, I think she's really good. I think I think if she 
makes you know make, keeps on making good choices with the career, I think she's gonna be around for a while. I like what she can do. Oh, she can. She's good. I think she's worth um like kind of like what you said. I think she's worth watching career wise, just seeing mm-hmm. where she goes. You know, she could do some interesting things. She could also not do it. I mean, if she keeps doing more stuff like this, uh, <laughs> that's not well, great. Well, so like I don't know. I saw her in the act, which is like a six episode thing on Hulu. She's really, really good in that. So like if you if anyone wants to see, you know, other things this girl's in that she does well in, watch the act. It's it's absolutely a good six episode series that uh, it hits home. So that, that's a good one. Interesting. I'll, I'll check that out. I am. Um, I, I I I familiar you. with. Interesting. I will. So let's 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 move to scoring this. And right. um, keep in mind when you score it, you knew what you knew at at the end. I want to if it moved you or not. Because for me, it was it the first four minutes in this movie. Well, I. Whenever you first see the friend, I figured it out before I saw the friend. So, I mean, Chris, you said that's what, 11, 12 minutes in, 14 yeah. minutes in? Yeah, you see her at like 11 minutes and 15 seconds. So when you said seven minutes in, I called your bullshit. Nah, it's fine. Okay, so that's what I'm <laughs> Okay, if we're going to score this, I mean, I'm just doing it on scale. I'm just going to give this movie a straight four. Mm. I think a four is what it deserves. Uh, to anyone who likes horror and likes suspense. Well, so I this isn't a horror movie, though. This is no. suspense, maybe thriller. This is a suspense thriller. But anyone who likes those genres, I can't really say I'd recommend this because the ending is so not a payoff for me. At, at least it wasn't for me. I I, I got to be honest. Maybe some people were didn't see it coming, but I can't imagine many people didn't see it coming. Well, I think that's the issue with this. And so when I score it, I'm actually going a little bit lower. I think it's like a three because I don't think I can recommend this movie to anybody. Mostly because it's not because even when I did see it coming, how they play it, I think it works okay. It's just the rest of the movie, it just doesn't do enough. All you get to see is a bunch of idiots making bad decisions. None of them are overly exciting, and they're just progressively more dumb. Mm -hmm. And I I mean that not trying to be funny. It's just, if you could make every terrible decision you could make during a bad situation, these people come pretty damn close to doing that. So there's that. It's a three for me. Yeah. I'm also going to give it just a hard four. And my main thing is kind of close to Roger's. I can't recommend this movie to anyone for any reason. Yeah, there's nothing there. You know, the, if you're if you're a up and coming Joey King fan, the end because it's you know besides its strong cast with you know with what they're capable of, that's the only thing in this movie. It's just well, not not a good showing. I was gonna, but the cast, the mom, the dad, and the daughter, they're very. I mean, I don't want to say very good, but man, they're good. Like Peter Sarsgaard. Well, here's good. the thing: they work well together, but the, nobody is overly good. They're the reason why the movie's not a two. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's probably a fair. That's probably a very fair point. You, you, you have to spend ninety minutes with these people, and thank God they were decent because that's the only thing that makes this movie watchable. Yeah, that, that that's probably a fair assessment. What you just said about that's the reason this movie's not a two or a three, or in my case, three. Your guys is, or Roger's case, a two. Is yeah. like, the cast was at least decent. Um, I'm actually surprised that Peter Sarsgaard and Marielle Enos were actually able to be gotten by this thing. No, after reading the script, which they would have had a chance to do before committing, I'm surprised they still said yes to this. But it, it's it's more of a it's more of a, a Sarsgaard and Enos movie, you know, the mom and the dad, than anything else anyway. So maybe they just saw it as an opportunity to, you know, get back in the limelight. Does that make sense? Maybe, or maybe it was just something, you know, maybe you know someone called in, you know. You know some favors from some you know actors that have been around for a while. Hey, we're doing this small Blumhouse movie. You guys want to be in it for you know, right. do some work. I don't know. Well, I mean, the thing with this movie, it probably didn't take a whole lot to shoot. I mean, I was gonna say it seemed very COVID restricted, but this movie was was wrapped long, up in 2018. So that, yeah, right? you know, it it definitely had it definitely had a Blumhouse budget. Well, but this, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you this was less than 30 days, less than a 30 day shooting schedule. I'll bet you. Yeah. This so this movie is the least Blumhouse. Blumhouse movie I've ever watched by Blumhouse. Like it doesn't yeah, feel like a Blumhouse movie. Kind of weird, right? Yeah. Well, it it had my attention enough that Chris, your suggestion of another one of those five movies that Blumhouse released on things on, on Halloween. Well, we're gonna do another one this week, but and and I'm sure it's along the same vein of 
you know, what, what we're doing, but or what this one did, but I can't imagine it's much different, but yeah, you're, you're right. This is kind of a departure for Blumhouse, but then again, so was like fantasy Island, you know, it, it wasn't, did you guys think also with fantasy Island was kind of a weird choice for Blum? Blum well, it was a weird choice, but at least that movie had actual fantasy in fantasy <laughs> Island where, I mean, this movie had a bunch of lies in it though. So maybe turn the whole thing around. You know what also kills me is like the title of this movie completely gives it away too. That's the thing that kills me is like the title of this movie gives everything away. Yeah. I mean, and that's not really a spoiler because unless you know the context behind it, you, you don't. But I mean, that's just – the movie was not – it just – it didn't – okay, we, we got to move on. But <laughs> I, I can't recommend it to anyone, even people who like thrillers. I just can't because it's just – I don't think it's good enough. But No, it's just good, it's really not. There are plenty of good thrillers out there. Like, okay – Compare the lie, you know, even though we just watched it to The Invisible Man. Like, there's oh, no comparison. Oh, well, no, that's not fair. The, the Invisible, Invisible Man's a masterpiece. Yeah, if you put these two together, one's a one, one's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> if you compare them. Yeah, there's there's not even a chance on that. You no, know? but I mean, that's the thing is like, but that's, wasn't that also, was that Blumhouse also? Yeah. 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 Okay, so Blumhouse, when they want to make a good thriller, they definitely can. And we're not talking like the... You know, put invest five million dollars into a horror thriller, and you know, make a hundred back in the box office, and, and it's it's gory. We're talking about Invisible Man. It's a it's it's it, it's a smart, methodical movie, slow burn with a huge payoff in the end. Yeah, you know, like it's one of those type, and this is like almost the complete opposite of the ending as far as payoffs goes, because there is no payoff in this ending. It's either you got it or you didn't. You were surprised or you weren't. You know, there's no there's no yeah. it's ninety or it's, it's zero or a hundred. There's there's no in between on this one. No, and it's just not there. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All Compar- right. Compared to Invisible Man, what the hell? Let's move on to the movie of the week, Let Him Go, which came out November 6, 2020, directed by Thomas Bezeka, and he also wrote it, which I think is kind of his thing. Writer Kevin- and director. Kevin Costner, Diane Lane, Mr. and Mrs. Kent are in this movie. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I said. I was like, their son can't be dead. He's Superman. Oh, I was thinking, is, is this gonna be a prequel to, to Man of Steel? This is are, how it are, starts. Are they are they gonna are they gonna big brain us? Are we getting fifth brain? All right, Diane Lane, who actually gets top billing, and after watching the movie, this well, is definitely a Diane yeah, Lane movie. Listen, they, they they tout this up as Kevin Costner they and do, Diane they? Lane. This is Diane Lane and whoever she wants to hang out with. Yeah, this, this is, is Diane Lane featuring, is. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, Leslie Manville is Blanche, which I thought was pretty decent as the as the the, the mom Blanche. Um, Kaylee Carter as Lorna Lorna Blackledge, and Jeffrey Donovan, who I love, is Bill Weeboy. Yeah, Weeboy, Weeboy. <laughs> um, I, so jumping right into this, it took me after I saw it maybe a few hours to just like sit with myself and as I was doing other things and digest it. But I, the more I think about this movie, the more I like it. Well, so I don't know if you guys are on the same page, but well, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter with listen. This is the better of the two movies for me by a long shot. However, I'm not a giant fan of this movie for the for the one reason. This movie is so slow. I mean, I don't want to say it's a slow burn and the payoff is there. This movie almost peters itself out in the middle. Yeah. It goes so slow. It's like 90% of it is boring. If I watch this on a streaming service in my house, I check out. Oh, 100%. Done. 100%. <laughs> like I this movie I check out. I but I like the the, the, the very so the very slow methodical build. I no, like listen, Normally normally I'm all here for a slow burn. Listen, the payoff is there, but God, why so slow and so long? Yeah. And about stuff that doesn't, like, there are characters in this movie, I have no idea why they're there. Why is Peter the Indian guy here? What's his deal? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't understand it. One of my problems with the movie is that I wanted more out of, I wanted to know more about so many characters, but we don't get that out of this. And... You know, you can talk about runtime, but once again, there's a lot of things we don't need to begin with. So maybe cut that stuff out and give a little, give more character development on some of these people that like you're interested in because you don't get you don't get a whole bunch about all of them. And I, I think that would have been a little more to the movie's strength, to be honest, in my opinion. Sure, but I, mean, I, I we, we haven't got we haven't even got into the particulars yet. <laughs> I would agree with you. Well, we did. I mean, we did the particulars, but um, so let's let's talk more about some of the so the slow build here is. 
the movie the movie starts with you see the family being you know the Kevin Costner Diane Lane in the kitchen making their they just got back back from doing chores him and his son and then we see you know the mother and the baby and it's a nice little family unit and then the 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 son rides off to go do something and then some time passes and then he of course he's found dead and then we we kind of fade to black and we and then we cut back up on now keep in mind that's like several minutes also with no dialogue like very little dialogue at all. Well, there are long stretches in this movie with little to no dialogue in it at all. Yeah, I, I that's I, I kind of really admired that to be honest. Um, and then we we, we come back to choice, and then they're going to their their dead son's ex wife's wedding. Now, like the seven or maybe ten minutes before that, before the. We, we, before the, the screen goes black and says, let him go, and then it comes back up, we're, we're standing there with Diane Lane and Kevin Costner in their bedroom getting ready. You could have started the movie there. Yeah. I thought you could have 100% started that been the first thing we saw. And then yeah, maybe. pieced it together as you went along. Well, one of the issues that I have with this movie is uh, this movie plays a lot of back and forth. Like, it shows you a scene that's happened – and it ultimately comes down to the death of their son. You see bits and pieces of it three or four different times to watch how the whole scene played out. But like by the fourth time, I'm like, why are we keep coming back to this? Yeah. Like this could have been one actual scene and it could have been done with. You're talking about when they found the son? Yeah, when yeah. when uh, when he finds him out there, yeah. You know, you know what then, I thought was going to happen though was I thought, okay, we keep going back there because there's a crucial piece of information that we don't have yet. And there's no Okay, so yeah, I, I thought about that too. Like after the third time, I'm like, they're sending us back here for yeah. a reason. Yeah, we, right? like, what's We're here? going what, to see what, something. What are they else. teasing? Yeah. Well guess what? Spoiler alert, there ain't nothing else no. there. It's I, just well, the rest of the scene. I was expecting there for some reason his father knew what happened, or maybe for I don't you know what you know what I thought they were gonna do with it and that this was just gonna kill the movie for me was somehow the Wee Boy family put this in motion yeah. and killed him. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it was a piece oh, of I, a bigger puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. I'm gonna walk out if that if are you serious with this? And yeah. they didn't do it. So I gotta give them they did not do that. But there were parts of this movie I was very disappointed in the ending of this movie. Like incredibly disappointed. Um, well, I don't know if I was disappointed with the ending. I just don't know if the ending was worth the long, drawn-off. Like, the payoff wasn't big enough for, you know, everything we had to sit through to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, look, what happens in the end is, is kind of awesome, though. I mean... Well, listen, there's a lot of awesome at the end there. It's just... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It took forever to get to that point. It's a slog to it. Yeah. People, people definitely get what's coming to them, and I that's... You know, being someone who is, I put a lot of stock in heroes and villains, and villains eventually getting what they're owed. And man, that family gets what's coming to them. I mean, well, so I think that's one of the major strengths of this movie because if if if, it, if they're going to do anything well, it's going to be making this Wee Wee family hateable. Oh, and they do, and they do a really good job of that. And and I, I don't think that's always easy. So like the fact that they pull it off so well here, I think that is one of its major strengths. Is you are just. Maybe that maybe that, that's what helps people sit through that long runtime. Like they just they're waiting for them to get their just desserts because god damn. You know, you're you know, especially the mother, man. You're oh. watching the whole time just going, Man, I can't wait till they Ooh, shove a hateable. shove a pool stick in her goddamn eye socket. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's but I mean like you're how much you hate her is kind of a testament to how well the the actor did with that character though. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. As like I said, I think the, Well there's not there's not bad acting in this movie at all no i think I, yeah the, the the cast is its 100 percent strongest point easily the strongest point of this movie and and i like i said i wanted to get more out of the out of the, the other characters involved i think that have been a more powerful movie than like roger said the slog that is the middle mm. yeah i, I mean, there, there, there there was some lots of them driving down the highway with no dialogue yep well, there were again, like the first. Let's just say the first thirty minutes of, of, of like actual, like you know, you're done with the trailers and the like from minute one of this movie to thirty minutes. Like there is, there is little to no dialogue. Like for example, <laughs> yeah, besides the scene, death of the son and the marriage of the daughter, the you know, the widowed daughter, nothing happens. Yeah, uh, this, 
it's a it's a it's a slow burn, man. Maybe one of the slower burns we've had this year, to be honest. Uh, there's, yeah, there's better ways to to get you attached to the two to the two main characters too. You know what I mean? There's maybe you know maybe the tactic there was you know put these characters in front of your face for X amount of time to make you feel like you like you're connected or that you know that you you know that you want to root for them. But like, there's better ways to make the characters likable, right? You know, get them get you on board with them than just I agree. 100%. staring at them. Yeah. Uh, I, I I would agree with that. I mean, there are large chunks, for example, when they're in the kitchen, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner. Now, in Film School 101, a professor would have looked at that scene and said, "Um, you can edit that seven-minute scene down to about 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 25 seconds. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, after after all the crucial – but, like, you, you – you, I'm trying to make a point. You can't, but you get what I'm saying is Yeah. yeah. I mean you, you can you can leave Neeson hard cut that thing to hell and get out yeah, of that kitchen. You can Michael Bay cut that and just you know. <laughs> But I mean let's be honest. That tell me that's you did tell me wait, you did wait, wait, that. wait. That's what this movie's missing. Michael Bay? Michael Bay yeah. flyovers. Ooh. That made this thing America as hell. Well, let me ask you this, Roger and Chris. Tell me you didn't at least, even if it was long and kind of like made you check your watch. Tell me you didn't enjoy the scenes, for instance, with Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, where they were just existing in the kitchen, knowing what they'd experienced, saying a few lines to each other. Tell me that wasn't kind of two legendary performers on screen just doing their thing. Well, I mean, those those scenes are fine. Yeah. It's just when it takes 15 minutes and four words to get to that point. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. Yeah. I just I don't, don't know. I don't understand because I, I was thinking – I thought of two things watching this movie is a lot of movies are edited for time and it probably hurts them in the long run. But there's all these – you know how many trailers are before a movie? Why can't you just take out a trailer? Number one. Number number, number two is – I don't know why this movie popped into my head, but we watched this recently. The Last Full Measure, that's also kind of a slow burn but in the best way possible. Sure. I mean, you know, well, that's, when that's probably about a better, better movie than this movie, this year, though. So we better talk about yeah, last full um, measures we, we had better, better than this. The last and, full and the acting of the movie. That and that movie is probably movie. worse. Uh, if you yeah, right? Like, isn't that fair to say? Yeah, it is. I mean, that that's a problem when you have a level actors, and it doesn't, and it gets beat out by a movie that just has a better story. You know, I don't, I don't know how you fix things like that. I mean, you don't. On, on, on a fundamental level, you don't. You just they're two different projects that you just. Um, now you guys cut out there um, for like ten seconds, but when I was talking about the last full measure, you agree with me. That's a hell. I mean, that's a slow burn in, in the best way. Yeah. Well, hold on. We didn't cut out. We were just mimicking the movie. We didn't. We didn't have any dialogue for ten. Yeah, minutes. we just we just paused and yeah. acted like. We're just, you know, strong dialogue choices. But, I mean, like I said, if it did cut out, like that movie has worse acting. Last Full Measure has worse acting in it. Not saying it's bad, but it's worse than this movie. Has a better story and is an infinitely better movie. So that's, you know, that's kind of what we get there. So Actually, you know, in a little aside, The Last Full Measure, I think that's, if I was putting together the top, top 10 movies we watched this year, that would be in the top five. Um, that's a discussion for for another day coming up very soon but i i I get what you're saying is it's a different kind of slow burn and wonderful wonderful performances on screen you know because at least in those some of those you have action and you have you know a lot of action and and this one the action kind of came as a result of the slow movie like for example when now tell me you guys didn't get excited i moved to the edge of my seat when 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 um, Diane Lane's in the kitchen and she's holding her grandson and slowly backing towards the door, like and you knew something was going to pop off. You knew something was going to happen. So this movie does not do a bad job of building tension. You know what I no, mean? No, it does a wonderful job of building tension. Yeah. No, because it takes 110 minutes to build tension <laughs> when there's stillness for four minutes on screen. All of a sudden, you need something to happen. <laughs> I agree. I mean, yeah, it's just it's like some of those scenes I thought were were so expertly crafted, but there are some scenes in this movie that like, damn, that is such a dichotomy to one great scene, but there's also a really bad scene, not expertly crafted, which kind of hurts. You know, it brings the movie down a little bit, at least in my mind. But the more I think about it, the more I like it. I mean, the very slow, deliberate build is something that I don't think a lot of filmmakers have the courage to do these days much anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about a movie like The Lie, 
that I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a movie like this where you have a level talent and you just kind of, and you've already got them and you have a story that kind of allows for it and you go with it. There's not enough of it done. Like not enough filmmakers, especially young filmmakers, I think have the, have the cojones to do that. Now, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I mean, that's just, you know, something I got out of this movie is the slow, deliberate build. I actually really loved. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I love this movie. And I mean that seriously. That's fair. It's just, it burns too long for me. Just way too long. But I mean, the payoff is there. I mean, the payoff is fine. The last 15 minutes are awesome. Like everything clicks together. It's just, I just doesn't make up for how, how everything else plays out for me. It just doesn't do it. So. I agree. It's, it's not, I, 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 I agree, but I kind of on the opposite end, I think I'm going to give this movie a better score than you. Um, okay. that that's all right. I don't think that means though, this is one of the movies I want to talk about because I don't think our scoring Roger means that this is going to be a weird way to say it. I figured if, if you were Chris, it was going to be opposite to me. It was going to be you, but I figured that, just because we're going to score it differently doesn't mean we thought anything different about the movie. I just liked the reasons we're scoring it more in, than you did. Does that make sense? I get you. I know what you mean. I mean, you can like a bad movie and you can not like a good movie. True. So that's it makes true. sense. I mean, that, yeah, you know, so here's the thing. No matter what I score this movie, this is not a bad movie. I agree. No. It's not. It's not. So I think, I, I think I think this is, this is one of the better COVID movies, to be honest with you. The, the, one of the better theatrically released movies. I mean, it's not Palm Springs. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that. So uh, who wants to go first for scoring it? I'll go first on this one. Right. So so this movie, this, this is a five for me. It's, a, it's right down the middle. It's got problems. It's got, it's, got, it's got a lot of good in it, though, too. So it's recommendable. I mean, if you like a Just Desserts movie where people get what, what's coming to them and you, want, and you want that moment to feel so good, and that's what you're there for, this movie delivers on that. So I can recommend it to, to, to someone. So I will give it a five. Okay. Grace, you so, want me to go or you want to go? Go, go? go ahead. I've got my number written down beside me, so it's not going to change. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. And I'm probably with Chris on this. I'm only going to go with about a five as well. Just because, I mean, every I can't make the jokes enough that this movie takes too long to get from point A to point B. It just does. However, when you get to point B, everything is there. Mm-hmm. Everything you want to have happen happens in some form or fashion. And it's worth it. It's just, man, 20 minutes less of it would have been so much better <laughs> for me. Um I know, I'm going to give it a five because I do think it's a good movie. I just think it could have been better. Like, they don't capitalize on the great acting that's in this movie. They really don't do it. Um, not enough to where it drives home that this movie could have been better. But I'm going to go with a five. What, what do you got going for us? I'm going to give it a seven. Um, Whoa. I know it just sits right there. It just for, for, for those reasons that you said it's getting a five, I'm giving it a seven, which is weird, but I think it works in this instance. Um, you, you're, 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 you're right. I think this movie probably could have benefited from maybe 20 minutes was a little, is a little dramatic, but I think 10 minutes would have been a 15 or 12, man, <laughs> 10, been 10 better. maybe 10 or 12 minutes less. This movie would have been very, very, well, it wouldn't have been, it still would have been slowly paced, but at least it wouldn't have felt like you were sitting in the theater for four hours. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the thing. It, it felt long, but I mean, it, I also am a sucker for like, I say, and I always tell tell this story about when I was working on fences with um, uh, Denzel and who was that? Viola Dave? No, it wasn't Viola. Yep. It was, no, you're right. You're right. Viola. When I got to go to set and and watch those two li- quite literally act out a scene for seven minutes with no cut, it was just. It's one of those things that I'm glad I saw it because I may never get to see it again in real life. But this was kind of like that. It's just it's a treat, man, to see two legendary actors just doing their thing on screen. It's like, I, I feel like more people should see this movie because of that. But also when I first got out of the theater, I wanted to give it an eight, but I'm like, man, I think just the, I don't think the pacing was bad because the whole movie was, you know, deliberately slow, but I think it could have benefited from maybe a little quicker of pacing or 10 or 15 minutes chopped. Um, it would have been a, it, w- it would have been a tighter, cleaner movie. 
Um, I don't like how it plays out in the end. I, I really wanted everyone to, to, to get away. Um, and I, and I, that's, I guess that's a spoiler in a weird way. You, you don't know who the person is, but I really wanted everyone to get away because they deserved it. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm one of those people that those, the, 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 the wee boy family was so bad that they deserve what they got, but the, our family didn't deserve that. Is that what well, you let mean? me, let me, let me pose you a question real quick. Uh, I, I, did, I guess I didn't bring this up during the actual movie discussion. So sorry, but I'll bring it up right now. Besides the one wee boy. Okay, who definitely abuses his wife and his stepchild? Why is everybody else bad? Do we even know? <laughs> Once again, I think this movie benefits from a little bit more of the characters and a little less driving it on the highway. <laughs> you know what they could have done? Is interesting things with. I mean, um, like bank robbers or murderers if or you drug me, dealers. If you sh- if you make me hate this family more and show me more about this family, I'm giving this movie an eight. because they didn't. I don't think that's where you. I, I don't think that's where the benefit comes in. I think when you, for instance, when they first got into town, when they first talked to that cop, and I thought if they would have used him or even the guy selling the, the the saddles, anyone in this town is afraid of the wee boys and they probably should be because wee boys are bullies and they're, they're kind of a mafia, but, but you're, 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 you're telling me as a screenwriter, you couldn't, you couldn't find a way to make one of those people help or help Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. I thought that would have made the movie very interesting, especially the young cop. They uh, see, I, don't, I don't see that playing out. It's just, I just don't understand why we're supposed to think these guys are badasses and this whole family's full of tough guys and you don't dick with the wee boys. Like, I don't get that. There's, there, there's like, a, come on, man. You're a bunch of punk bitches. Let's go. There's a lot of boogeyman talking. Right? Yeah. You talk a big game. But the like mother. Sheriff I mean, man don't care. And here's you the don't thing. care. I think the whole thing, I, th- I, th- I think producers thought this was going to hinge on Blanche's performance. The the, the, the mother of the wee boys. And, and she does come off as sinister. Uh, and she's and, tough as nails. Like, that, if there's one, one of the wee boys I don't want to fist fight, it's Blanche. Straight <laughs> up. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. If you now. had Kevin Costner's jawline, though, you wouldn't give a shit either. No. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I, I ain't got it. That's why I have a beard. I cover it up. It's soft. Same. Soft jaw. <laughs> she will cut you, man. She'll cut you straight to the floor. Uh, yeah, I, I just, that's why I'm giving it a seven. I think it deserves I, at, at least a six. I mean, I probably could have gone a down Change one. Score. No, I'm not, I'm not giving. I'm not changing it. I said I probably could have gone down to a four. Like for their Roger Chris right, it's a five. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, we'll, <laughs> you'll say it next week. It's cool. No, no, no. I'm I'm staying with my seven. But if if I would have gone a six, I'd have been happy. And if 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 I'd have gone an eight, I'd have been happy. I just think yeah. this is where it sits for me. But it's a strong score for this thing, though. I mean, I you scored so. it higher than you scored the Joker. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, the Joker was a seven. Yeah, I said you scored this higher than you scored the Joker. Oh, no. Yeah, seven, 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 right. So you scored it the same as the Joker, my bad. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that's, you're, you're right. It's way better it's when you say it that way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stop, stop. Uh, well, good. I'm glad we got to talk about this. I, I was really worried that you guys were going to either – I was really worried that Roger was going to give this a two. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, it's worried, better than that. But man, listen, if it was forty minutes longer, it's like a one and a half. Forty well, minutes longer, because I mean, think about it, right? So this movie isn't overly long. It really isn't super yeah. long. It just feels long. Could you imagine if this was like a two Dances hour? Wolves yeah, long. like two hours and fifteen <laughs> minutes. I'd have, dude, I'd have left. Like I said, I'd, or I'd have been asleep in the theater or I'd have left. <laughs> My movie started at 7.45. Well, no. started at 7.45 and we walked out of there at 10.10. So let's yeah, say I mean, it's, it's, it's two hours. hours. Yeah. yeah, it's every bit of two hours. Well, like five minutes less than two hours. But you're, 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 you're right. Even 20 minutes longer would have made this movie. Oof, unwatchable. <laughs> yeah. But I think they know that too. I think, you know, whoever's cutting it. I think they took it to the maximum amount of time that they could have and still been safe. So, it is what it is. All right, everybody. This has been episode 200. Here's to 200 more of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Oh, and Apple Music, too. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I am something. Thanks, Chris. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and on YouTube as well. Check us out there. And next week, we're going to be checking out Freaky, 
and Black Box. Another one M on So I want to know who did it better, uh, Vince Vaughn as a seventeen-year-old girl or Jack Black as a seventeen-year-old girl. I have to know who did. I have a feeling I already know the answer to this, but we'll see. Isn't Jack Black actually a seventeen-year-old girl? I'm confused. Right. Wow. So uh, I've been updating my letterbox yeah. with my scores. Yep. So I had to update for Come Play. Okay. Yeah. Right. And the only thing I put in review is that I didn't like it. Not a porno. <laughs> <laughs> 